Hello and welcome to Talking Sports with TK. I am Tommy Chrysan. Glad to be here. Glad to have you there. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please feel free to share it with your friends. This episode, Sports Takes with Trey Blossman and myself. We will talk about the impact in the sports world and beyond with the coronavirus situation in our country and around the world. Yeah, Trey and I'll just have some takes, some thoughts, kind of bouncing a couple different directions, get outside the sports world a little bit, and then the impact on the sports world, which is going to be significant in our opinion. Hey, you can't watch sports on TV, though maybe you might want to listen to this and We'll probably do another one next week uh, with some more thoughts on the impact in the sports world by the coronavirus. Hey, you can connect with me on social media, Tommy Chrysan, K-R-Y-S-A-N, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Happy to connect with you. Always like to talk sports, music, food, fun, you name it. We'll hear a quick message, then we'll come back. We'll be joined by Trey Blossman. It's Sports Takes with Trey and TK right here on Talking Sports with TK. Stay tuned. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Sports with TK. As we mentioned, we'll be joined by Trey Blossman. It's Sports Takes, a bit of an odd podcast, if you will, as the entire sports world in our country and beyond affected by the coronavirus. It has stifled the sports world effective immediately, really a day or two ago. And Trey Blossman and I typically kick around our thoughts and takes on the world of sports. And today we're just going to kind of have an open discussion on the impact in the sports world and our thoughts about the whole thing. Trey Blossman, good afternoon. How are you today? Doing fine, Tommy. Doing fine. Yeah, doing fine. But a lot of people are scrambling, uh, whether it's in the municipalities, the parishes, uh, our great state of Louisiana, and, of course, other states, and, and really around the world, this coronavirus situation, I don't know what to call it. I'll call it a situation. Uh, has definitely had an impact on the sports world. You and I like to talk sports every now and then. We mix in some music or some food. But, man, I, I'm just befuddled that this is happening to the sports world. And I don't think it's hit everybody yet. I mean, you haven't had a week with zero sports on, from hockey to baseball to basketball to, to you know, just everything, NASCAR, golf, tennis. I mean, it's going to hit people when they – go through the coming days and weeks and there's zero on uh, it's kind of mind boggling that something like this could happen, but you know what? We're not dreaming. It has happened. No, it definitely has happened. Tommy, the immediate uh, situation for me was I wound up watching the first half of the LSU Clemson game last night. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't anything else to watch so i put that on i'll probably watch the second half tonight i guess by saturday night i'll be watching the super bowl uh, i don't know this is normally one of the best weekends of the year for sports tommy as you know conference basketball tournaments this week with the uh sunday evening brackets selection coming out sunday, for, yeah. yeah selection sunday for the brackets for the ncaa and i think probably of all the things being canceled or postponed, 
I think for me, the biggest loss is March Madness. Well, certainly the, the gambling sports books, legal and illegal, going to take a huge hit in the hundreds of millions of dollars. I was reading some stuff about the sports books in New Jersey and, of course, Las Vegas. And we got a sports book right next door to us over on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. And, and I mean, there's no way. I, I, I've been thinking about this all day. It is impossible to calculate the financial damage or impact that this thing's going to have everything down to the to the janitor at the Smoothie King Arena that works for the Pelicans games and other concerts and other events to, you know, the sports books in Vegas, in, in New Jersey and elsewhere that are legal. They'll never be able to measure the impact and the impact will be long lasting. They're talking about giving NCAA student athletes another year of eligibility well who pays for those scholarships who pays those stipends i mean what about the incoming guys they said they're going to make a one-year exception uh, exemption on roster limits and all this i mean the the amount of money i mean it's mind-boggling it it may be greater than our national debt well tommy i'm not an economist who knows i know the impact is large and it's going to be felt by many from, like you said, the janitor on up, the guys that it really won't affect are the guys like LeBron James, you know, the, the very wealthy, rich uh, athlete. They're not going to notice, but everybody else involved in the industries will. Uh, it, it's a major blow. You know, some people say, oh, you're being selfish complaining about the lack of sports on TV or to attend. And maybe it is a little selfish, but... For many of us, it's it's a way of life. It's what we do. I work hard all day. When I sit down to relax and have an adult beverage at night, I like to put on, at this time of year, an NBA game or an NCAA game or sometimes flip between two or three or four of them. And it's how I unwind in the evening. And I was a little bit lost last night. You know, you talk about the impact on the sports books. I was in Las Vegas the night of September 10th, 2001, had flown there that day, woke up the next morning to what was 9-11. Couldn't get out. The airports were closed. It was a very strange time indeed, probably to be anywhere, but certainly to be in Las Vegas. And I can tell you that that happened on a Tuesday morning, 9-11. By Thursday, the pit bosses in the casinos were just longing for some people to come to Las Vegas. The people that were there didn't know how long they were going to be stuck there. People were being cautious with their money. The action in the casinos was very slow. They were hoping people might drive in from Los Angeles because you couldn't fly in. But it was a very, very strange time, Tommy. And we're in strange time right now. I left my home yesterday I live in a subdivision off of a service road, off of a major highway, as you know. I got out to the service road and looked at the highway, and there was no traffic. There was a few cars going by, but nothing like the traffic that normally travels on that roadway. I went to have lunch at a restaurant. My wife and I were the only people in the restaurant. It was a very strange feeling yesterday. Today's different. I went out, lots of traffic, lots of action. People out buying up food and such. They already bought up the toilet paper yesterday. Today they're out buying up the food. 
what are people thinking? People are loading up gas cans. Do you think the gas stations are going to close down? I, I don't think so. Well, it's a panic because people haven't been properly explain what's going on they just hear schools closed you know gatherings of more than 250 people or uh you know are now not allowed or whatever i don't know what the penalty is if you have 251 people in the room except it's okay at restaurants grocery stores so that that's you know that's a farce as far as i'm concerned you know it's like you know you got two if you can have 250 people why not 251 it either should be zero or no limit you know, right, so you right. can have 250 people in a large grocery store or one of these large box stores. That's OK. But you can't have them at a sporting event. You know, or I mean, or just, music. Or yeah, music. well, I was right. scheduled to attend the Marshall Tucker Band concert Saturday night. Tomorrow night in Baton Rouge, it was postponed, rescheduled for September. You know, I don't know if I can make it whatever night that is in September. So, you know, so it's okay to be in the... How do you know that the Marshall Tucker Band can make it that night? Well, yeah, whatever he's scheduled to date. But, Doug, but no, Doug, but, Doug Gray is pretty old, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so it's okay for 250 people to be in a large box store or one of these wholesale stores. I don't want to give any of them a plug. But it's not okay for 251 people to be at the Marshall Tucker concert tomorrow or to be at, you know, they're, they're finishing up some high school state championship basketball games in Louisiana as we speak, going on at Burton Coliseum over in Lake Charles. They're playing the games with no fans allowed. You know, uh, just, you know, they gave a list of who's allowed in the building. Not, not even moms and dads can go watch their son or daughter Play for a state championship. I mean, it, it, it's absurd. It, it, the, the lack of consistency is just mind-boggling. You know, and people don't realize how many people this affects. I'm going to give you an example you kind of know about. You know, last fall, I worked college football games on TV production crews. I worked a game at Louisiana Tech uh, for the NFL Network, and there were about 45 people on the crew, the TV crew, Okay. And probably 35 of those people were independent contractors, camera guys, audio guys, you know, grips, people like me working a computer in a TV truck, whatever. You know, all those people are at every sporting event that happens, especially with all of them now on, you know, so many different platforms online, et cetera. It affects a lot, a lot of people. You know, and like you said, not just the LeBron James, who he, he can do without paychecks the rest of his life. And many, many other athletes and, and sports administrators can do that. But, man, this is just a mess that's going to – it's a tangled web that's going to take a long time to untangle if it ever gets untangled. Well, you know, what we're in right now, Tommy, is the new norm at least for two to four weeks, you know. Uh, where it goes from there, I don't know. The interesting thing to me, and I personally do believe, and I know we've talked and you, you share this opinion, that this deal is being overblown by the media in an attempt to hurt our president. I don't have any doubt about that. I have yet to hear from one doctor that I know that they're concerned about this, more, more than casually concerned about this. Uh, the medical professionals are downplaying it. The media talking heads are playing it up. That tells yeah. us everything we need to know. And they didn't play up the H1N1 virus in 2009. No, no, because they weren't, they weren't trying to derail President Obama. 
Correct. So now they're doing it. And look, I 100% agree with you. And you you made a, a, a quote, which I've repeated to many people on our earlier edition of Sports Takes that we recorded earlier this week uh, about the pandemic. And I'll let you go ahead and repeat it again. <laughs> it's not a pandemic. It's a damn panic. Yeah, I actually I actually shared that with family members today. And I normally don't talk politics with my family members. And I think we all basically agree, but I just, you know, sometimes you don't bring it up. But as I also told you, this week, as I've been out and about and having a couple of cold ones and a water and hole, people I don't even know. I mean, over here and them say the same thing. This is an attack on the president of the United States. You know, the Russian thing didn't work. The impeachment thing didn't work. So now they're, they're trying to come up with yet another way because they're not, they can't accept the fact that he's the president of the United States, duly elected by the people, and in my opinion, smarter than all of the people who are criticizing him. Much smarter, Tommy. And <laughs> they're in for a long ride. He's going to be reelected, and they'll continue looking for the next thing because they can't, they can't accept that he is, like you said, the duly elected president. Uh, and that's a shame. I'm glad people are recognizing this for what it is. I don't want anybody to get sick and die from this virus. But I just, as I said, it's it's overblown. And, you know, you talk about the economic impact, and we've talked about the impact of the arena worker, the janitor, if you will. There are other people being highly impacted by this, Tommy. And I look, as I said, I think the worst cancellation of everything is March Madness, the NCAA men's basketball tournament. Dayton Dayton has a very good team, Tommy. CBS Sportsline ran a simulated tournament. Dayton won it. Dayton has the second leading margin of victory in the country. They've got a very good record. They've got a couple of NBA-ready players. They were poised to have a good run to a potential Final Four. How huge would that be for Dayton, okay? Another team that I've been touting all year, the team with the highest— That could cost cost the University of Dayton hundreds of millions of dollars. Absolutely. Over time. The team with the highest scoring margin in the country is Gonzaga. Mark Few has had a good team for a long time now, but he hasn't won a championship. Well, this year he had a very good chance to return to the championship game for the first time since 2016-2017. Gonzaga or Dayton could have easily won the national championship this year, Tommy, because major conference powers are down. The Pac-12 is down. Oregon's a decent team. The rest of the conference... Uh, leaves a lot to be desired. Michigan State, the preseason number one, has lost, what, eight or nine games. Their conference is down. The SEC is down. They've been up the last few years. This year, they're a little bit down. The ACC is way down. National powers, Duke and North Carolina. North Carolina is not even going to make, wouldn't have even made the tournament. Duke is not a real serious threat to get beyond the round of 16, I didn't think. So the door was wide open for teams like Gonzaga and Dayton to make a good run. What about Baylor? Baylor could have possibly won the men's and women's crowns. 
That's devastating well, to them to have this tournament canceled. And we could go on and on. We'll both take about a minute here with some closing comments and remarks. I'll go first. I just wish the word cancel wouldn't have been used so quick. How about suspend for a couple of weeks, let teams keep working out and practice. And even if you, you know, shrink up the practice times a little bit and then in 15 days, reevaluate, reassess. And then if you got to extend that a few more weeks, do it. Uh, or if you can say, hey, 10 days from now, we're going to start playing again. And, and I don't know if you can put a, a national tournament back together or not, but you could do something, you know, or, or let these conferences have a conference tournament. You know, some did because you know, it was staggered over time. But I just wish the, the decisions wouldn't have been so quick with can't using the word cancel. Instead of postpone, we'll reevaluate as we go forward. Some organizations and groups have used that terminology. We will continue to monitor. We will advise you going forward. Right now, it's suspended. We'll keep you posted. Uh, I wish more of that would have occurred and, you know, something else could have been done. I'm not smart enough to have the exact answer. Trey Blossman, your, your closing take on this uh, topic. Well, Tommy, a story that broke just before we went on to record this podcast was that before cancellation of the tournament, the men's tournament, the NCAA considered a 16-team tournament, all games in Atlanta, and they decided against that. I would have liked to have seen that, obviously. Uh, Unfortunate that they didn't go that route. I I like the NBA's approach that we're suspended. If and when we can pick it back up, we will. The XFL, of course, canceled because in a month their regular season would have been over. But kudos to the XFL announcing full player salaries will be paid throughout the season. Everybody gets paid. They're looking forward to next year. Mark Cuban, the owner of the Dallas Mavericks, has announced that all Maverick arena workers will be paid for each game that isn't played, each home game that isn't played. You told me off air that Kevin Love, of the Cleveland Cavaliers has donated a hundred thousand towards uh, pay for the workers in Cleveland. Those are all good things, Tommy. Some people are going to be hurt by this uh, in cities like new Orleans, where we're canceling festivals, the spring festival season. Uh, it's going to hurt some people. Some restaurants are going to close. They're not going to be able to make do without the revenue that they've lost. Same thing for bars and nightclubs in Austin, where the South by Southwest Music Conference has been canceled. South by Southwest is not offering refunds. The reason being, they said, they would have to go into bankruptcy if they offered refunds. That is an institution, South by Southwest. And it just goes to show you how some people's and organizations' financial existence Treads a fine line, Tommy. Yeah, I agree with all of that. Again, we can go on for hours and hours. And what I think we'll do is we'll we'll do another podcast latter part of next week, see what transpires between now and then and kind of update people on our thoughts and and, and whatnot with this. And again, I, I don't think they'll ever be able to measure the financial impact of this in the sports world and beyond. You mentioned festivals and concerts and Southwest by Southwest, I mean, all this stuff. I mean, it's mind boggling. It'll never be measured. And let's just hope we don't end up into a depression like this country did in the 1930s. Uh, But that's not out of the possibility. I don't want to be an alarmist, but you know, there's, there's more to this than meets the eye to say the very least. 
Well, Tommy, after a horrendous week, uh, Wall Street made a major recovery today. And uh, it was up all day, but really shot up in the final hour of trading after the president started speaking. I've been busy. I was working out. I haven't heard the speech, but apparently it was very impressive and investors reacted very favorably to it. Uh, we'll see what happens Monday morning when, when it opens up again. All right, Trey, well, you have a wonderful weekend. And as you're going to do, I'll recommend to people relive that LSU football season. That, that'll help pass the time. Uh, the, the best team in America, 15-0 and 0 national champions. Relive that. Watch those replays. That'll occupy your time. Well, you know, the greatest thing about that, Tommy, and it just happened recently, but we tend to forget, Clemson came out and they were they were raining haymakers on the Tigers, you know. Tigers showed a lot of calm and stability and overcoming those opening blows and taking a nice halftime lead. All right, Trey, have a wonderful weekend. Thank you, Tommy. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.